That's what I'm talking about, son. Get you some of that. That old pie. Woo-hoo! Looky there. There's your bug-eyed big one right there. Getting started. We're getting started. Here's what I'm talking about. Gosh dang gorilla. Let's go, baby. Straight meat. God, look at that big one. All right, everybody, welcome on in. This is Big Ed, the host of the Bam Pod. And on the air tonight, we're going to start with Mr. Ken Ma, who's coming off of a Toyota Series second place. But hey, he worked his tail off out there. So, Ken, welcome into the show, man. Ed, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, yeah, I would say you uh, did the intro right, working, working all, the entire field. Uh, yeah. Some of the toughest conditions um, I have uh, been a part of or even seen uh, more or less anywhere uh, but on the Delta. You know, it, it's been one of those seasons this year that has definitely been um, something we don't see a lot. You know, we, we've gotten a ton of water. You know, we're getting rain and snow. And I mean, even to now, we're not supposed to see sun, you know, consistently again until April. Uh, and we're still in mid-March. Yeah, no, pretty crazy. Um, you know, obviously we need it. So the bigger picture is that, uh, you know, that's going to fill our, our reservoirs and things, you know, n- nobody beats mother nature. I mean, like Clear Lake <laughs> went from, you know, I always tell people Clear Lake in December was at a minus 0.273 before the rain started. Mm-hmm. And I just looked at it uh, yesterday morning and it's at a plus 8.16. So, and full pool is 7.43 is considered full pool there. And we, and we still got some storms coming in, you know, and that's the, yeah. yep. Yeah. So we're going to, we're going to be back to one of those years that, you know, that thing is going to be flooded for maybe a little bit and, yep. you know, oh well, you know, we'll have the, we'll have the water and uh, hope everybody's safe out there. But, um, you know, let's, let's talk a little bit about how some of that influenced, you know, the, the Toyota series event down there, um, mm-hmm. You know, every report I heard before from every guy I talked to was, this is so tough. I mean, guys were catching one and two fish a day. <laughs> okay, so I don't, Ed, I don't know if you <laughs> looked at my uh, my Instagram or my Facebook. I did. You're one so of the I'm guys. Gonna, I'm going to lay it out for the listeners <laughs> if, if they're not. Okay, so, so from the first day that I fished the Delta was February 6th, and it was an ABA team tournament that I fished. And then since February 6th to uh, March, I think the Chiota series started uh, like March 15th. Mm-hmm. So that's like uh, five weeks. Okay. Um, I have fished three team tournaments on the Delta in those five weeks. Okay. And then I have a bunch of other days that I've been out. Uh, so, but I'm just going to give you, I'm just going to give the listeners the, uh, the tournament days, because, you know, when you're fishing a tournament, you're not laying up on anything. Right. (laughs) Right. Okay. So here are my keeper counts for the tournaments that I fished uh, from February 6th to March 15th. This is two people fishing in a team tournament. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) The first tournament that I had no practice, no anything, Jason and I caught uh, two fish. Mm. We weighed 548. It was second place by point, like point 40. Second place. Wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> then, then three weeks later, uh, we fish uh, again. And there was um, that weekend, there was a little better. Armando Lorizziaga won that event with 15 pounds. Mm-hmm. And there was, so there was two limits. In the, in the first tournament, there was no limits. Wow. Like there was like 14 boats, no limits. A second tournament, there was like 15 boats. There was two limits. Armando had one. He won with 15 pounds. Jason and I caught three for seven. Fifth place. Fifth place. What is seven pounds? Okay. The last one that we that that we fished, uh, which was basically the week of the Toyota series. Um, I thought I had found a little something on on Saturday because I went out and I and I thought I found a little something on Saturday. All that snow melt and all that stuff came down i could not believe that i ran into an area um and it was on saturday it was like a foot and a half visibility Mm. around one o'clock that's about what time i found these fish and then i ran in there on sunday during the for the aba and uh i ran in there a little bit earlier because they're not biting anywhere else 
So I ran in there at 10. So it wasn't even 24 hours later. And when I say it was blowing mud, you, you couldn't throw, you couldn't throw a black Colorado spinnerbait up on the bank. And if you threw it up on the bank in three inches of water, it was gone. Couldn't see it. So needless to say, I didn't even make a cast. So in that tournament, we caught one fish for 317. Get this. Fourth plate. Yeah, it was fourth place with one fish. And it was second big fish of the tournament. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's awesome. (laughs) So you're talking about uh, if, if there was a panic mode for me, you talk about panic mode. I got... I got Toyota starting in three days. Like I literally going in, going into Toyota, I thought I was going to, I thought there was a possibility that I was going to blank the entire tournament. Wow. Um, so yeah, the conditions, uh, they still are. I went out today. Uh, you know, the, the mud is still blowing. Um, you know, it's still infiltrated, infiltrating mm-hmm. a big part of the Delta. Uh, the water temps are up, but the mud is still blowing deep. You know, um, and really what happened, you know, to segue into that, you know, I went out, uh, went out on Monday, went out on Tuesday in the, uh, in the monsoon, which was, was, it wasn't a waste, um, because it really helped me make my decision on what I was going to do. Uh, so I'm still glad that I went out and, and braved the 30 to 40 mile an hour winds and, and the rain that, uh, on Tuesday, but I basically on Monday, I went into a, a little, little area where the water was right. And I had two bites and, uh, I, I had no idea that those two bites were going to turn into almost 52 pounds in second place. Hmm. I, I mean, I, and that's genuine, you know, I mean, I'm sure, yeah. you know, I, I did an <laughs> interview with uh, MLF, uh, a pre-tournament interview. And I actually told, um, you know, the writer, I said, you know, on the low end, I could see 45 winning this thing, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I would say that to pick a realistic weight, you know, I was dead on. I said, someone's going to need to catch probably on the higher end, 51. And if they don't win, they'll be second. And that's what happened to me. I caught 51, <laughs> I caught 51, 14 and I was second. Wow. Yeah. That's nice prediction. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you can kind of, you know, you should be educated, you know, you, yeah. I mean, no, I would say this. If you if you if you don't know what where you're at and you don't know what your goal is, how do you obtain it? Right. Right. I mean, that's, yeah, that's... It, it, it. You can obtain it. it's like if, if, if you work for me and I told you to go work, but I didn't tell you what I wanted done. What would you get done? Yeah. So. Uh, so, yeah, I'm always yeah. really good about that. Me and Phil Dutra, we're always talking mm. to each other. That, that, <laughs> that dude like carries a calculator around with him. Uh, but yeah, he, and, and we just, we try to figure out, you know, what, what is it going to take? How's it fishing? That kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I know you've got a couple tournaments coming up um, on the Delta again, still mm-hmm. before, you know, uh, and, and, a, and a major one. So I don't, I don't want to ask you how you did it. <laughs> you know, I don't want you to give anything away, but if you've yeah. got, you know, if you got some, some tidbits on how to approach that kind of, you know, when, cause it, that's not always, uh, that's not always rare on the Delta to have mud show up, you know, to have that water coming in pretty good. It is, it is rarer, I want to say, but it's, it, it, it does it's happen. It's basically been an unusual year for sure. Right. Uh, but I understand what you're saying. And I don't mind, um, you know, I, I mean, I let uh, MLF take a, a picture of my baits because it's changing. Oh yeah. It's not going to be the same so, tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I don't, I don't, you know, most of the time there's really nothing, um, you know, to hide because, mm-hmm. You know, not only does, does, you know, does somebody need the baits, uh, they have to understand the tides, yep. you know, they need the area, you know, and then, and then, like I said, I mean, I turned, I, I really fished a really good tournament, Ed, um, yeah. because I turned two bites in practice, um, into everything that I could produce. Uh, and it was rewarding. Yeah. You know, I, I was real satisfied with my finish. Uh, you always want to win. Um, you know, I think the, the funnest part of it is, is going against your, you know, one of your, your best friends and your travel partner, you know, for us to go one, two, um, you know, I, I, you know, it'll be a memory that I, that I have forever. 
Mm. You know, so That's... so the fishing. Good to answer your question. Sure. Um, I basically, you know, in March on the Delta, you can keep things really simple. You know, you you can actually win, like like Salvucci. He won on one bait. Mm. He caught all fifteen fish on a spinner bait. Yeah. The most simplest. Six dollar spinner bait. <laughs> That's what he. <laughs> it's like the most simplest six dollar spinner bait. You know, it was a double Colorado. Um, you know, gold blades, uh, chartreuse and white, and um, and he put a Kitek trailer on about it. No trailer hook. You know, the first two days. Okay. That's a, that's a, that's a you know, that, that's, that's tough for people to think to, to just do that. It's like, go out there and you got one rod in your hand, one bait and go, yep, I'm going to win this thing. I mean, yeah. I'm sure, he, I'm sure he wasn't thinking that right off the bat, but not yeah, as tough course. as it was. I don't think, I don't think anybody was really thinking that. I mean, you know, it's, it's when you're, when you're looking at the conditions you guys were looking at and just say that and then go, Oh, I'm going to go win this thing. I think that was a really tough one to put in your head. Yeah. You wanted and- to. <laughs> Yeah. So, I, and I, and here's what I tell you. Remember, I had three tournaments leading up to, to the MLF, where two people in my boat mm-hmm. caught five, six <laughs> fish, six yeah. fish in three six tournaments. Okay. So, so needless to say, the first day of the event, um, you know, I weighed fourteen four, and I caught maybe nine of them mm. um you know so t- to go from what was going on in my spring you know to catching five uh and i was thrilled to have 14 pounds i mean when i say thrilled i was like like i know i'm off to a good start <laughs> you know and i and i was and i was in 12 yeah you know so uh so i, I was right there you know um and and so to keep things simple, I, I basically, I threw three baits. Uh, you know, I threw variations of each bait, but, uh, you know, I threw a uh, vibrating jig. I threw a half ounce uh, Bill Lewis rattle trap, and I threw a, uh, an ounce and a quarter punch and rod. You know, the, the punching thing has not developed yet. Mm. You know, um, it was starting to develop for some guys in the, in the tournament. And, and that's really what happened in the tournament is what happened is, is, Tuesday, you know, it blew, literally blew 30 to 40. Yeah. And it was raining sideways. And it was white capping in places where never white caps. Um, I never got a bite on on, uh, on the last day of practice. You know, I went out in it and never got a bite. Hmm. Um, so, but what happened is, is all that weather went away. And then Wednesday, the start of the tournament, uh, it you know, we had like a little... 12 mile an hour, you know, kind of north, northwest wind. It was a little bit, you know, kind of chilly. Mm-hmm. But that was the beginning of the warming trend. And and every day the water got warmer, the air temperatures got warmer, and you know, the fish have been held back for so long. Uh, you know, they're ready to they're they're ready to push. They're pushing right now. The the, mm-hmm. the fish, the first wave on the delta is I can finally say they are up in the shallows and um, they're looking around to do their thing. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, we're, yeah, we're, we're, we're already basically two weeks away for our two weeks into what should have been the spawn start out here. So. Yeah. Yeah. Typically on the Delta, I would say the first initial wave of them, they could go as early as, the first week of March, you know, so I, I would say yeah. that they're at least two and a half to three weeks behind. Yeah, for you sure. Know, because normally what, what you would see in this, what you saw in this Toyota is normally what happens at the end of February. Yeah. So, so it's, 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 it's about that far behind. Um, was there anything that you, that really made a difference as far as, you know, you're talking about the mud was just going, there was just, it was just, dist- did you have to find cleaner water? Did you stay yeah. in that dirty water? Did you, I mean, what no, was it? That- actually probably one of the best questions about, about the current conditions that, that you could just ask. So after my uh, ABA tournament on Sunday uh, and seeing all that mud blow down in an area where I thought, you know, like I, I kind of on Saturday, I like, dude, if, if this happens tomorrow, I, I might be able to catch five and weigh, you know, 
12 to who knows what, right? Uh, because I, I, I felt like if you, if someone were to catch 14 a day, um, you know, which is uh, 42, mm-hmm. that would be, that would be a good tournament. And, and if you look at the results, it was a good tournament, right. you know? Uh, so, so that was kind of my mindset. And then, and then obviously uh, I always say this is on any given day, you know, on that body of water, I can go for 30, right? I'm capable. What I'm saying is I'm capable of going for 30. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, that's what I was hoping to have happen. And then when that didn't happen and when I weighed one fish, uh, you know, and this is what I would, would tell the listeners, you know, you, you, you have to be critical of yourself. Uh, you have to uh, look at what you're doing and you have to be willing to change. Because if you continue doing the same thing and you continue getting the same result, um, it's more than likely because you keep doing the same thing. So yeah. I really scratched everything on Sunday uh, and, and it was helpful. And although I've probably been to any every corner of the Delta, um, I just started going. I just I, I looked at it as kind of like an apex event. And I'm like and I told Nick, I'm like, dude, I this is what we need to do. Like we need to run wherever we need to run and uh, we need to work together and wherever the, the, the best water is, you know, we need to seek that out. And that's what we did, you know, uh, because, you know, having two boats cover and, you know, Hey, the water's yeah. not good here. It's not good here. It's not good here. You know, it's good here. You know, uh, it's better than having one boat cover. Yeah you know, and, uh, and that's what I did. So, you know, I, I basically spent Monday driving around. Um, you know, I made some posts about how much gas I was putting in <laughs> and, uh, you know, I drove around and if the water didn't look right, I just, I kept driving, you know, um, and, and I'm not, you know, for me, especially on, on this body of water, you know, I know it intimately, you know, I, I, I can predict where those fish are coming you know, yeah. in certain areas at certain times, you know, that kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, it took me, you know, getting my tail kicked in a couple AVAs. And, uh, and then really that, that final day, I was just like, like, like Sunday, I was driving home. Like I was telling Jason, I go, dude, MLF starts in like two days. Like, what am I going to do? Yeah. You know, so, so yeah, to answer the question concisely, you know, I, uh, and I, and I told this to some uh, college anglers that, that I had talked to before the event, uh, you have to be willing to go seek that, uh, the right water clarity out on the Delta right now, regardless if you've ever fished there, caught a fish there, or even ever got a bite or not, mm. you know, um, I think that is one of the key things right now. Uh, and I even said that to Nick, I said, dude, we, we need to go find the right water color. That's the number one thing that we need to do. Second, we worry about how to get bit after we find that watercolor, you know, and normally you don't have to approach it that way. Bass Angler Magazine is your guide to better bass fishing. Bass Angler is dedicated to helping you catch more and bigger bass no matter what time of year or where you live. This is not your ordinary fishing magazine. Every issue is jam-packed with 30-plus articles from the world's best bass anglers. Bass Angler Magazine is available at BassAnglerMag.com, Tackle Warehouse, Bass Pro Shops, Cabela's, Gander Mountain, Walmart, and better tackle shops everywhere. Bass Angler also makes a great gift for any angler. Get Bass Angler today and start catching more bass tomorrow. Visit BassAnglerMag.com or your favorite tackle shop. This is not your ordinary fishing magazine. BassAnglerMag.com. It's it's always tough to think about, you know, idle tidal uh, waters and the way that they react this time of year. How much did the tide come into this as far as would it slow enough to, um, you know, find a clearer water? Would it, would it, would it help clear it up? Or was it just that the fact that that water was flowing so hard, so fast that it wasn't making a big difference? No, that's exactly what it was. The water was coming and it's going to the Pacific ocean, whether you like it or not. (laughs) (laughs) 
and um, it, it was it was coming regardless. You know, the tide still the tide still came up and down. Right. Uh, but there were some areas where, you know, typically when the tide's going down, it's going one direction. Right. And then when it's coming up, it's going the exact opposite direction. So some of those tighter sloughs and stuff, it was like a true, like it was like the American River. You know, the American River is flowing one way all the time. Right. Right. It, the Delta, there was some sloughs in the Delta where it was just flowing out the whole time because there was that much volume of water going through it. Now you could see the watermark. Yeah, go up or down. On the bank and on tulies or trees, you can see the watermark <laughs> go up and down. But but as far as you know, incoming coming this way and outgoing right. this way, it was just outgoing <laughs> flowing the whole time. It was just getting higher flowing out. <laughs> yeah, or lower flowing out. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So so I would say the tides you know for this event didn't play a huge factor. It's yeah. still for me, it still played a factor in when the fish wanted to bite. Um, because like I said, you know, I turned those two bites into, into that. And, um, as, as the tournament went on, I basically adjusted every day and almost, I, I would almost say by minute, but you know, that's when you're really in the zone if you're adjusting by minute, but yeah. I would say like every, by, by each hour I was adjusting every day and, and I was figuring out more and more. Uh, as the tournament went on um you know this is this is all kind of you know i wanted to touch on this and talk about this tournament uh but there's another tournament coming up and i really believe that this weather just because of how there's no way this is going to slow down this is no there's no way that this is going to be uh anything different but we have this this event coming up and it's called the western bass shootout you're a part of that um, it takes the 50 top guys in the on the West Coast right now, um, and it puts them in this big, massive tournament. And I want you to talk about it a little bit because you're going to be one of the anglers in it and what it's about. Uh, but talk a little bit about how you think, because, I mean, we're still expecting rain all the way through April or all the way to April. Right. So, you know, and we're still getting we're getting feet more of snow. We're getting lots of melt off still going to happen. We're going to have all this rain. Do you think the the conditions are going to be that much different coming up to this big event? Um, gosh, such a complex question. Uh, <laughs> well, I know I'm you're not a weatherman. I know you're not. That, Here's what but, I'll tell you. I'm concerned. Yeah. Uh, well, let me answer your first question. Sure. At this point, where the water temperature is, and again, nobody beats Mother Nature, right? So if she decides okay. to make it 30 degrees... Uh, then it will kick the Delta back into winter. Uh, you know, the, the days are getting longer. Uh, the water temps are rising no matter what. Yep. And typically when you get this far into the uh, warm weather and the longer days, nothing stops those fish from doing what they want to do. Yep. Not even the mud. They'll go up there. The only difference is it, it, it makes it more difficult for us to present something to them to fool them with, right? Uh, so I would say that come April uh, 14th, when the Western Bass Shootout starts, uh, the fish are going to be, you know, there's, the Delta is going to be in all three phases at that point. You know, there's going to be some post-spawn, a lot spawning, and there's still going to be a whole bunch that are pre-spawn. Uh, I think that that's going to happen regardless of what happens. It, it can blow mud. They're still going to go up there and spawn. Right. You know, so <laughs> your, your other question about can we, do we have concerns and can, <laughs> you know, can this linger? Uh, yeah, I think it can uh, definitely because, you know, they got to let a lot of water out, um, you know, and if it's, you know, it's, if it stays dirty, Mm -hmm. then, uh, you know, that dirty water is going to make it tough. The, the issue, what happened in practice in the MLF, that it was still cold and dirty. Right. What happened after day one is the cold went away. The dirty stayed. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, so then you had dirty warming water, which is much better than cold, dirty. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so in April, you're not going to have, you may have dirty, but you're not going to have cold. Right. We're talking, uh, 25 days that's three weeks right 
of, of, you know, higher temperatures. And that's three weeks of longer days with daylight savings. So, uh, you know, I, I think the fish are still going to be where they're going to be, uh, uh, you know, if it stays muddy or if the wind blows during that event, you know, it'll bring the weights down, but uh, I could realistically see, you know, on the low end, mm-hmm. 60, 67 to 69, that's 23 a day. Yeah. That it would take to win this on, you know, it's the Delta in April. It could take 80. Right. Right. Um, you know, I mean, 80 is a big number, but I think realistically the person that wins this without any truly adverse weather uh, is going to, is going to have to catch, you know, 21 a day is 63. Right. You know, and, you know, if somebody, you know, somebody catches uh, a 28 pound bag, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, that's only oh. 17 and a half pounds the next two days. Well, I was going to say that that was almost, I, I want to say that was almost reached twice during this turn. It was 20, was there, was, I think there was a 24 and a 26 pound bag. Mark Lassane. I know Lassane hit. The big something. boss had 26 something. He had a 10 10 and uh, like a seven pounder. Mm-hmm. That was the biggest bag of the tournament. And the, the, the next highest weight was Salvucci's day one weight, which was 22 pounds. 22. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, Rachel Yabribe had 21 something from the back of the boat on day one. Hmm. So th- those were your three. Yes. Those are your three biggest bags. And then you know, there were not that many 20 pound bags weighed in. No, there no, wasn't. I think, I think it was five or six is all. I yeah. There was two the first day, one by uh, Nick and one by Rachel. Mm-hmm. there was i think there was only two the second day mine and mark's okay and then the third day I, there was only one 20 pound bag which was logan huntsy so i might be leaving somebody out but yeah there was only five <clears throat> yeah. true 20 pound bags in in the tournament we just had yeah so it's still so now you're looking at April that's coming up and that's going to be you know there's a a whole lot better odds of being a lot more 20 pound bags in April. Yeah, I think the fishing is going to be way better, you know there's going to be more limits caught um mm-hmm. you know and then in the shootout you know the the talent pool the shootout is As, is ridiculous. Yeah, I was just going to say you've got 50 of the top West Coast anglers going out after it and you know and it's from Let's let's talk a little bit about this thing. First of all, okay. one, it's it's what the top four events uh, out here in the West. Um, I mean, organizations. I don't want to say events, but organizations. Yeah. It's the top four organizations. They have invited only fifty of these of these anglers, yeah. and they are some really good guys, and they're fishing for a lot of money. Yeah. So. Uh... You know, Pete, your the viewers can go to uh, you know Western Western Bass Shootout.com. You can see yep. the the angler list there. Uh, they put up a highlight reel and all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, when you I mean when you look at the list, right? And I'm not going to spend all the time no. you know, going down it. But but you know you look at okay Joe Uribe, three time MLF winner, two time one bass winner, right? I mean he's a winner, right? Yeah. You know, Sean Minderman, right? He's won an, uh, an FLW event, made multiple cuts. You know, John Branch was the AOI. Uh, you know, David Valdivia has been AOI at uh, MLF, you know, twice. You know, yeah. Kyle Grover has won an MLF event. Uh, you know, me and Salvucci are on there, you know, and, you know, obviously we know what Nick has won and, and you know, yep. I had my run as well. So, you know, you look at, at this this list of anglers and I mean, it, it, it's tremendous. You know, it's, it's, yeah. it's people that, that have won at the highest levels. Yeah. You know, so you couple that talent pool on a fishery that's ready to explode. You know, I mean, literally we could be hitting this at the proverbial right time. Oh yeah. I mean, this could absolutely be some, um, huge, huge weights. I mean, they're like you said, don't under, don't under, you know, mind yourself there. You're, you're one of the best in the, out here in this area. You've been top notch, everything. You just went into one of the toughest tournaments proclaimed by 
so many people that I've talked to <laughs> and you came out second and your traveling partner came out first. So, you know, don't, you know, go ahead and pat yourself on the back and say, yeah, I'm going out to win this thing. Um, for sure. You know, this, this event, you know, there's some, there are a few names that I'm not seeing on there um, that I, you know, I, I would have thought would have made it, but it doesn't really matter. The guys that are in here, I'm looking at this list and it's just crazy. I mean, Guy, you know, guy Austin Wilson, who is a younger, you know, guy up in this sport, yep. and he had, he has been back east. He's fished back there. He's fished against the top guys in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you've got some of the older guys. You know, I don't want to say Mark Lassane, but he's you know he's out there. He's been very competitive. Uh, Bill O'Shin. Uh, you know, there's so many. There's such a wide, vast array of people that are going to be in this thing fishing it. And they're fishing for two hundred thousand dollars in total. Um, that's I think that's a a bass cat in there. Yeah, as as, as one of the things, and then a hundred thousand dollars cash. Bash you, folks! Information is pouring over. If you want to learn more about every lake, how to fish shallow, deep, in between, skipping docks and rocks and cranking, slow wiggling, chatter smattering, you get it at Bash You. We got the best of the best. If somebody's ever caught a bass on something and perfected the technique, we got you covered. Get on Bass U TV, check it out, sign up, be a member, be part of it, folks. Keep learning. I'm Gerald Swindle. Subscribe to Bass U. Yeah, I mean, you just, you know, again, I, I and I always do this because I respect my peers. And 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 yeah. I, I tell, you know, I tell uh, Ish and I become uh, close friends. I tell Ish this all the time. You know, I'll, you know, cause he's got a crazy schedule and I'll be like, Hey man, you fishing Toyota? He says, yeah. I, I said, good. Cause if I win, I want to beat you. <laughs> right? You know, I, I don't, I, you know, I want the best anglers in the field. So that, yeah. you know, and Salvucci is the same way, you know, we can't force right. them to come, but I want the best anglers in the field. You know, of so course. that way when you win, you beat everybody. Yeah. You know, um, but yeah, I mean, just like, you know, going down the list, I mean, there's just so many, uh, uh, you know, John Pearl's a champion. Christian Ostrand's a champion. <laughs> Luke John's AOI. He's a champion. Yep. You know, um, you know, I, I mean, I just, you know, I look down the list and, and, you know, Patrick Tooney, he's an MLF champion, you know, uh, Randy Pearson, former elite series, uh, angler. Yeah. You know, I mean, it just, you, you, everywhere you look, you know, you basically throw a dart at the list and you can almost not hit somebody that has won a major event. <laughs> right yeah it's and, that's, tough. and that's what happens when you when you have to qualify for something right this it's 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 similar when you and i are talking off stage it's like apex and yep. when you have to qualify for something you have to show that you're capable of 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 doing of doing that minimum qualification right you just you just can't pay your money uh um, right you know like this the shootout you can't just pay your money and enter this event Right. You have to either fish one bass, mm-hmm. MLF, Wawa's Pro-Ams or Apex Pro Tour. Yep. And then you have to finish at a high level uh, to be invited to. Yeah, it's it's uh, with 50 guys. I mean, there are 50 does doesn't touch California. It doesn't touch, you know, the Western states with how many guys are actually really good anglers but what it does say is that this is elite this is not going to be something like you just said hey come give us your money and we'll let you fish this tournament no you better have qualified and you better have been a bit pretty big name because it looks like they handpicked a lot of them well and here's what i'll say too there there's also anglers that have that qualified you know uh like uh off top my head you know like ricky shabazz for instance Mm -hmm. he qualified you know, he's got a real busy schedule at work and um, he had to decline based on just logistics and this right. and that and the other, you know, Justin Kerr, another one, right. I would love to see his name on here. Uh, you know, friend of mine also, but, but, you know, so, so some of the anglers that did actually qualify, you know, and they had to work right. the field to, to fill the field, um, you know, but they're still, they work from the top down, not the bottom up. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. So yeah. you. So even though they work down the field, it's still a top performing angler. Yeah. You know. So. Um, but yeah. I mean, it's 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 no different than a golf event, right? I I I say this, you know, because I I see mm-hmm. the stuff, and uh, you know, if if Tiger withdraws from an event, and and Rory wins, do they put an asterisk next to his win? No. No. <laughs> no. They don't. No. Okay. No. It's still. 
the the top hundred golfers that showed up that weekend, right? Yeah. And put their money in the pot and they played golf. You know, yeah. that's what's going to happen here. You know, the the trade show and the fan interaction is the most important part of this. You know, anglers always think about fishing. Yep. Right. And and if you want to be successful in the industry, you have to be great at fishing, but you also have to be great at business. Yep. Right. Um, and you have to do those two things because if you're only great at fishing, right, then then you're never going to get the support that you think you deserve. Right. You know, from companies and endorsers and things like that. Partners. Yeah, absolutely. So but and that and that's kind of what this for me that's what this whole event is really about is you know and, and we had this before before we kind of got this we had this before but you know you don't say western but I, i'm gonna say western out here <laughs> the west the west does not always get the support um that those of us who work in this industry or those of us who want to be a part of it think it deserves because there are such great anglers that come out of here that say, hey, yeah, I mean, look at the, you know, you look back east and you look at the big events and, you know, and I've talked to a lot of those guys and they're all wish they could come out here and fish. You know, they wish that these tours would go this way. And there's a reason for it is because we have great fisheries, but it's also because we do have a lot of really good assets out here and a great place to be a part of. We just need to figure out how to get the local fans to start showing up. To, to come to these events. And when you put on an event like this, yes. that has so much to offer. Yes. Yeah. You're going to see these, you know, you're, you're, you're local, you're right in downtown SAC. It doesn't matter where you live. You can make it to SAC in less than an hour to an hour and a half for the most part. From any from, yeah, there's millions, there's tens of millions of people within an hour drive here. Right. And the event's going to be at one of the biggest event centers we have it's going to yep. be a part of this major major downtown good parking easy to get to there's going to be so much stuff walk over to on. old sack yeah i mean like like you know if a family wanted to come over and hang out for the weekend right which is what sacramento yep. wants right you know um you know you can go you know you can visit the capital you know you can if, if you wanted to spend one of the days and drive up to tahoe yeah right i mean tahoe is only two and a half hours away from sacramento Right. You can right. be at snow in, in like an hour and 40 minutes. If you want to drive uh, to the yeah. coast and go to the beach or go to Napa and go wine tasting. Right. Every, I mean, it's close by. Right. You know, and then as an angler, I hope you come back around three o'clock to watch us weigh in. Right. You know. Um, yeah. I mean, I look at this and I, you know, I, I get excited for it because I am, a, you know, hey, I'm a fishing nerd. I like this. Me too. I like this, you know, Uh you know, my, my girl asked me the other day, she's like, do you really think watching fishing on TV is exciting? I'm like, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm it, sorry, it, but I do, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, um, I know a lot of people don't, but you know, there's a lot of people that don't like baseball and I love baseball. So I watch baseball too, you know? Yeah. And, and, um, you know, really going back, you know, you, you touched on it about, um, us not having something like this, right. You know, there, there, there's so much work from so many people to get an event like this uh, lifted off the ground. Yeah. Um, you know, and, oh, and and let me tell you, the second part of this, let me interject this, but the second part of this show that we're doing right now is going to be one of those guys that's doing it. So right. we're going to let, you know, bring him yeah, in. They're, they're, and there's, you know, you, you can't even name them all. And, and, and yeah. you know, and the anglers, you know, um, they have to do their part too, mm -hmm. right? You know, and, and it is. The, the whole thing, you know, I think, Ed, what you started this whole segment with is is engaging and interacting with the community you know yeah. we we run fishing tournaments and um anglers here and everywhere they pay their money mm -hmm. organization uh you know takes your entry fee they keep some of it because they have to their business they have to make some money and they mm -hmm. shuffle it back to you you get back in your truck you go home you post your third place trophy on Instagram and Facebook and you go to work on Monday. That's what it is. Yep. That's what it is over and over and over and over and over again. Yep. Okay. Um, you know, and then, you know, obviously there's, you know, like, like, <laughs> like MLF has a great media platform. Uh -huh. That's why I fish at wild West because, you know, they, they have a great after media platform, you know, television with apex, 
you know, that matters to me and my endorsers and my partners. Right. Um, you know, but, but if we keep doing this, yeah, right, what I just described, right. That's, that's, and I don't mean that in a derogatory way. Right. Cause I, 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 I still fish 14 boat team tournaments because I, mean, right. I want to have fun with Jason. Yeah. But, but if we keep doing the same thing, right. Are, are, are we going to get the same result? Of course. Right. Yeah, I, this I mean, is, it, it's, it's like, you, basically what you're leading to is it's, it's the definition of insanity. We're just doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. We're never going to get there. Not unless we actually show people what we have to offer and what, we have to offer as anglers is information and excitement and learning a sport and learning to do this. And this is a sport that's not a, it's not a super elite sport. It's becoming that a little bit, but at the top level, but for anybody at the average angler on the weekend wants to go out and have more fun. There are shows like this when there are events going on that you can go out and guys like yourself who have been at the top of this game that, you know, playing are right there to talk to and understand and show you and bring you into this sport to help you have a better day on the water and show your kids and show your wife and show that, that you're that going out and is. you're having a great time, you know, yeah, and, 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 it, and it's not just for that. It's go to these shows and see what we have to offer. Yeah. Go eat some food, walk around. Hopefully right. the weather will be beautiful, right? Look at some yeah. vendors, you know, look at some boats, look at some engines, look at some, you know, mm -hmm. look at what's coming out new. Um, you know, that, that, that whole bit, you know, um, that, you know, I don't, I don't think that, you know, I, I could put it any better than, than how you, how you just put it, right. you know, so, so we continue this doing the same thing. And we keep continue complaining about the same result, right? Because that's what people right. do, right? Especially yep. on social media, right? Oh yeah, they're they're whining about this payout. They're 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 crying about about uh, you know this postponement. They're they're doing this. They're doing that. Um, you know, and and my thing is is well, other than complaining, what are you contributing? Right? right. How are you making the industry better? Uh, you know, like, and I look at this list, you know, and, and, and I picked a lot of young guys, you know, like Hayden Lee. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, he's 23, you know, Luke Jones, right. I mean, we keep saying he's the youngest ever to do whatever the heck he's been doing for the past right. five years. Right. <laughs> at some yeah. point he's, you know, it, we just gotta be like, dude, he's great. Yeah. You know, uh, like Alex Klein, you know, like you look at Alex Klein, in his last three programs, he's he he beat me on the Delta. He took second to Jeff Michaels at Shasta, and then he beat Ryan Friend at Shasta. That's hmm. his last three programs. Right. <laughs> if you did that in a in a a lifetime, it would be amazing. Right. You know. So so when I look at these young people, and and I look at something like the Western Bass Shootout, where they they've never seen, you know, they. Uh, they, they don't, they may know what West coast bass was way back in the day. Right. Because they went right. out to Sacramento back then, right. no, but they don't really know it. Mm -mm. They just heard of it. You know? So when you look at these young anglers who, uh, and, and I point those and there's others, but I point those, those guys out, yeah. um, you know, Austin Bonjour, he's another one, you know, yep. they, because they're, they have to do something here. And, and, and there's two things that I love about Apex and the shootout. Uh, Apex, they hold high standards of their anglers. Right. Right. You know, you, you, your, your boat wrap has to be, uh, meet certain criteria. Your jersey has to meet certain criteria. It's outlined when you have to wear them. Uh, it's, it's clearly outlined on how you interact with, the, with, with community and fans. And the same thing is happening at the shootout. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and when you're, when you're around people that are doing it the right way, they don't have to tell you to be better. Right. Right. right? No, like, no. Like, like if, 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 you know, Ken Mon, Randy Maccabee and, 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 you know, Kyle Grover and, and, you know, Scott McKenzie and whoever else, Jay Bradshaw, if they look sharp, they're all doing the right thing and you're standing there and, and, and you're not. <laughs> you're you're, you're going to get right quick or you're going to get left behind. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. You know, so, well, and, and that's, and that's basically what's going on. That's the, 
pay attention to this region, pay attention to this area, because I'm, you know, I'll be the whatever to say, you know, whoever's saying it, this is growing out here. It's finally being taken a little bit serious. And until we, it won't be totally until we get the fans to come out and start spreading the word. Um, You know, I've been to events back East. I've been to events down, you know, in Georgia's and Bob, you know, all the Tennessee's and and I've seen what turnouts can be because they actually, um, one of the things that I has stuck in my head forever was the last time the Bassmaster was out here. Um, They brought their tour. They went out of where you guys are going to be going out of uh, down in Sacramento they fished guys were fishing the Delta still. So they were making the big long runs all the way down there and still doing well. Um, and the local media came out, the people came out. It was actually a pretty big crowd. They had a lot, you know, not that much like expo stuff, but they had a big crowd of people still showed up and supported it. Right. But when the news showed up, the headline on the news was look how shiny those boats are. Look at how the lights are on them. That's pretty. When I've been back east, I was sitting there and got blown away because the guys on the newscast, the women on the newscast that were talking about it, knew the anglers by name. They knew what they had been doing. They had taken all the information. And I think that's really what we have to get to or what we're going to have to strive to, like you talked before, set a goal, find out what that goal is. Well, educating the the local news that this is something that's going on and this is what we're actually, who we are, and spreading the word. You talk about March Madness, it just came out. And the anglers have been talking about, you know, or the, the anglers, the, uh, you know, the fans have been talking about how much, you know, they're, they're enjoying Sacramento. And that's what, well, that's the same thing that's going to be happening on April 14th, 15th, and 16th. There's going to be an event here for those who are outdoor minded. You're going to want to be at this and see it. Then at the same time, come visit Sacramento, come see what's going on downtown. Bring your, bring your dollars, come out, spend some money, go to, go to breakfast, go to lunch, go to dinner, go to, yeah, there's a lot of there's out. a lot of great restaurants in downtown uh you know Sacramento oh. for people to visit. You yeah. know, and and you know, and I do I also want to caution people. This is the first year they're doing it. Yeah. Right? So so you know, don't expect it to be the Bassmaster Classic in the first year. Right. You know, uh that wasn't built in a year. You know, um Forestwood Cup wasn't built in a year. You know, so, so, you know, I think right. people should expect a lot, but, but also they should temper their expectations. For nearly 100 years, Grundens has built gear you can trust to keep you fishing no matter the weather conditions. With head-to-toe coverage of high-performance outerwear, sportswear, footwear, and much more, it's no wonder Grundens products are backed by some of the bass fishing's most prominent figures – such as Skeet Reese, Randall Tharp, Adrian Avina, and Jonathan Van Dam, just to name a few. Grundens, we are fishing. You know, uh, like I, you know, I I talked to some yeah. of my my uh, fellow uh, anglers who are fishing this, and I'm like, dude, wouldn't it be cool if there was a thousand people inside the arena watching us weigh in? <laughs> you know, and and I'll tell you, you know, yeah. I I've been to a classic. Uh, in Knoxville. I'm heading, I'm heading to one Thursday. <laughs> uh, you're you're going to be, make sure you go to the weigh-ins. Yeah. Oh yeah. At totally. least one of the days and the final day. Um, but I, you know, I've been to a classic and uh, it as a fishing fan, if you've never been to one, uh, you, you should go if you can. Mm-hmm. And uh, just the, the vibe and the electricity in the air it's hard to describe, um, you know, it's, it's something that they, you know, I mean, they're in, in, for my book mm-hmm. there, there's nothing higher than the, the mass pressure classic trophy. Hmm. Right. That's, you know, that would be the ultimate you know, yeah. trophy to put, put on my mantle. Right. Uh, for me though, there's no, there, there other than the Federation, there's really no way for me to, to, to fish that. Um, you know, so, but yeah, the shootout, uh, you know, it earlier you had mentioned, you know, w- one of these 50 anglers is, um, you know, going to go home on Sunday, the 16th, a uh, hundred thousand dollars richer. Yeah. You know, that's a lot of money. There's only one other event, uh, you know, on, on, in our region that you can win a hundred grand in and that's the U S open. 
mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, Billy Egan, one bass and Brad over there. Uh, you know, that's, that's the only other place, but to win a hundred grand there, you got to fish against 250 boats. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, quite a different, uh, uh, venue here, you know, here Correct. 50 and you know, you're going to win a hundred thousand, you know? So, uh, you know, I, yeah, I, I think that the, the anglers are getting more excited as it gets closer. And, you know, as we said earlier, the trade shows, uh, you know, coming together, I think having Jeremy on to, to really lay out, you know, you know, what's going on behind the scenes and that kind of stuff, you know, like there were invites, you know, this is pretty cool. There, there was invites that went out to all 50 anglers to invite their, uh, their plus one mm-hmm. to a social mixer dinner. You know, it's kind of a classy right. uh, deal the night before, you know, and, and those are the kind of things that, that we're missing from, from, yeah. from our, you know, like what, what you described and what I described, you know, you, you show up, you pay your money, you know, uh, you know, organization takes your money. They keep some of it because they got to make money and then they give you your money back and, right. you know, you get in your truck and, you know, the, the biggest media uh, that you got was, was because of your own social media. Yeah, absolutely. You no. Know? So, you know, there, there, uh, yeah, you know, you, <laughs> you kind of touched on something in there that um, has gotten me pretty much all this year at the beginning or late last year, we had this you know, major incident in fishing. It wasn't in bass fishing. It was in walleye fishing. And those, the guys got caught cheating, mm-hmm. stuffing fish, blah, blah, blah. And that, you know, and, and everybody always says, if you're in, you know, if you're in marketing, Hey, no, no press, you know, bad press is still good press. You know, nothing is nothing that gets that. One of the things that I think really, um, came from that. And I, and I, and I, I want to hear your opinion on this too, but people kind of got an eye opener that one of the things that I kept hearing over and over and over was, did you know those guys were fishing for $30,000? And I was like, <laughs> so yeah, we fish for, we fish for more than that all the time. Right. What you do. There's more than money than that than in bass fishing. I was like, yeah, there's right. hundreds of thousands of dollars on the line monthly, <laughs> yeah. you know, but what do you think about that? Do you think people just just think we're out there drinking beer on the side of the you know on the side of the yeah, I the, think the I think most casual, yeah absolutely I think most casual fans um, you know they see fishing as a, a leisurely uh, deal you know like they look yeah. at it as you know lounge chair and uh, ice chest and you know you're on the bank um, you know I think that that that's how most casual uh, spectators right. view it for sure. Yeah. You know, um, so yeah, the, they're, you know, the fans that, you know, I, I, I want to see <laughs> the young kid, right. That yeah. is begging his mom, dad, uncle, grandpa, whatever. Yep. To take them to this show. Right. And, 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 and I don't take it for granted. You know, I, I, you know, I want that kid to come because, you know, he, he, he wants to meet uh, yeah. a, a Ken Ma. He wants to meet, yeah. you know, Randy Maccabee, you know, uh, he wants to right. meet a John Pearl, um, you know, or, or a, a Kyle Grover. Right. Right. You know, or Randy Pearson. Right. Or, you know, whoever I, you know, I'm, you know, you know, that, that, uh, and I've said this to my peers before that young kid that shows up doesn't know the difference between Luke Johns and Kevin Van Dam. Right. Right. To him, he's meeting somebody or she's meeting somebody that is doing something that they're interested in. Yep. And, and that 10 second interaction that I have with that kid who I have no idea who he or she is could make the difference mm-hmm. in them saying, I want to fish this event one day. Right. You know, and there's so much high school, there's so much high school, you know, maybe not somebody six or seven years old, but there's so many high school uh, fishing things that happen that, Mm -hmm. you know, a a kid in high school can easily say, I'm going to do that one year. Yeah. Right. And, and they spend the next eight or nine years pursuing that. Mm -hmm. Right. And I promise you, I promise you, if, 
other than it costing you some money, if your child is fishing, they're not doing a lot of other right. poor things. Yep. You know, um, so that that's that's what it is for me. And you know, I just I, yeah. I, I I take every interaction and and if I can move one person to fish, uh, then then that's great. You know, yeah, and I, and I think that when they get around, I mean, it's like any, like you just said, when you, as an adult, you went to the Bassmasters Classic and you felt the the energy, you felt the movement, you felt the, you know, oh my gosh, this is so awesome to be around. When you're, and I don't care, you know, six, seven, eight, whatever. I was on the banks fishing when I was that age. I know you were too, yeah. and I don't care. But when you get around that much energy, and if there's a, you know, if we get a thousand people if we get three thousand people five thousand people to show up to this event right and there's kids and there's young people mm -hmm. and there's even adults you know are out there going yeah this was awesome i love being a part of this right then then that's what it is if we take then, it then we're winning that yeah absolutely yeah then we're winning right i mean that that that's what it's about it's look it's not about the fishing tournament ed mm -mm. okay you and I could go fish a fishing tournament on any weekend. This fishing tournament with these 50 anglers and the caliber of anglers, yeah. it's going to go off without a hitch. Right. Okay. 50 guys are going to fish. One person's going to have the most weight. They're going to lift a trophy over their head and they're going to get a check for a hundred thousand. Right. That's happening. Right. Okay. <laughs> what, the most important part of this shootout that needs to happen is us engaging with the fans, right. us educating the fans. It's, it's the organizations uh, talking to new customers, right? It's the vendors being able to, to sell product to yep. fans that they would not normally touch. Right. Right. And, and <clears throat> that is what this whole thing is about. You know, um, and that, you know, that's what I'm excited about. I, I really am. You know, uh, you know, people say, oh, well, you're excited is on the Delta. Well, obviously. Okay. <laughs> but, but if this was at Shasta or if this was at Clear Lake or mm -hmm. wherever else, right, I'd be beating the same drum. Right. Right. Because there's kids up in Reading and there's kids up in Lake County that want to have the same dream or the same idea or the same route that Luke Johns has. Absolutely. Right? And, and when they, you and, hear and Luke John's story, when you hear Luke John's story about where he started <laughs> fishing, where he went to fish, where he at and where he's at today. Right. I mean, I mean, that that's like a that's a blueprint. You know. No, it's 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 uh, there's so much to this this sport. There's so I mean, I've been doing this since, like I said, I was very young, six, seven, five, whatever it was. Um, I've been in fishing. I love fishing. It's what I, you know, it's what, it's what cranks my motor, but you know, it can only go so far and you can only take it so far. So you get out there and you, and you look at these guys that are making this, you know, making a living at it now, um, is a lot more realistic than it ever was before because of organizations like wild West, um, MLF Bassmaster. These guys can now make a living, um fishing and doing what they really truly love but it but to go right back to the core of it all and i got this right from good old worldwide <laughs> you know you better have the organizations behind you well those organizations they want to see the crowds they want to see you know those sponsors those people who support you guys they want to see the crowds they want to see people come out and go okay yeah it's great that i can talk to you but i need to talk to 30,000 people. I yeah, want to like, talk like to 10,000. I, I, I would tell you right now, if, if I, I would even, wow. Mm. <laughs> um, you know, if on, on the business side of things, if, if I could mm -hmm. give up everything and it's hard for me short of winning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's the selfish part of me. That That's what I can get out of my mouth. Um, if I could give up, you know, to, to see, like if I could snap my fingers and make a wish to see yeah. five or 10,000 people in the arena, you know, the, oh. we're doing an indoor 
drive through. So our boats, yep, they're going to be towed into the Sacramento Convention Center. There's going to be a big stage set up with the jumbotron and the whole bit. You know, they they've asked us for drive up music. Yeah, right. Like they're not casually. Yeah putting this thing on right they're, they're, <laughs> no. you know they're 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 scaling this thing you know they're, it's going to be televised you know mm-hmm. uh, obviously there's going to be a bunch of media and social media that that happens over it but um because and the reason that i would almost give give up winning is if there was gosh if there was ten thousand fans yeah. sitting right. in the stands on the last day or any day any day but right. on the last day to watch those 10 anglers weigh in, uh, that would accelerate the growth of this event, right? Oh, by and, leaps and bounds. And the long-term health of our industry in this event would matter, matter more than me selfishly earning something. Right, of course. Um, and it's, and, and not to say that, but, and, and that's in our region. You know, that's talking about us here, right? you know, in California, in the Western states, because, you know, I, I'm sorry to say it, but the East is, you know, <laughs> pounding on us that way, <laughs> you know, well, it's we're definitely, different, we're know, definitely here, leaps behind. They get a thousand, they get a thousand viewers at one of their local events, you know, so. Yeah, but, you know, I talked to Alan Gray at MLF, you know, he's the new tournament mm-hmm. director now. And, um, you know, it's, it's a different marketplace. Correct. You know, it, that, that, that's really what it comes down to, you know, and, and you can't, you know, like if you, you know, I, when I talk to them, I, you know, I say simple mm-hmm. things like, and, and they can't change because the Toyota series is, is actually a national, a national, program. right. It's a national program, right. Because they run the same systems, you know, in the Southern division as they do in the Northern division as a central division as a Western division. So they can't just change the Western division because, it's a different marketplace, right? It's just yeah. like, you know, if you, if you take, you know, convertibles and you yep. try and you try to sell them in North and South Dakota, it's probably not going to work very well. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, it's just, that's, that's not, you got, yeah. it's a different market. Yeah. You got to take those to Green Bay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, and, and so it's the same thing, you know, it's the same thing here. You know, we're, we're just, we're, right. we have a different marketplace. And, uh, you know, fishing for us is not a way of life. You know, there, I always say this, you know, there, you know, dad goes fishing for a weekend and the whole family is trekking Mm -hmm. the tournament. You know, that's, that's their, that's their, uh, you know, county fair. That's their state fair event that they're going to. Right. Here, you know, I've, I've, I've won events, you know, and, you know, my, I come home, my family's like, oh, did you win? You know, uh, it's just a different, you know, and again, it's not, not, not nothing against it. It's just a different lifestyle. It is. It's a different you know? lifestyle completely out here. Yeah. There is no, that, that, you know, it's, it's been said before, you know, back once you get, you know, east of the Rockies, everybody's got a bass boat and, you know, in their driveway, right. you know, and it's, and it's not that far off. Cause when you, when you listen to some of the, you know, uh, marinas back there that sell boats, you know, um, here, <laughs> marine, you know, marine, marine stores, that sort of thing. They're selling more boats, you know, than we'll, we'll see in a long, in a long time, but it's one of those things that it's like, yeah, they're, they, they take it serious back there. There's a lot of places to go. There's a lot of places to do. They respect the sport. They respect what it is and they take very good care of it and they, and they nurture it. So we can get there. I mean, this, this, well, I mean, it's still state has everything to offer. Yeah. <laughs> so, and it's still our industry. And our region is still a multi hundred million dollar industry. Sure. You know, so, so those, you know, if, if they're, you know, if they're selling boats back East, they want to sell those boats out West. Of course they do. Okay. So, so they, they want to sell them all over. Right. Um, well, you know, but, you know, getting back to the event, uh, yeah. I think that, you know, for all the listeners, you know, if you can make it on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, uh, or all days, that would be, that'd yeah. be great. You know, um, if you see me, you know, put my boat on trailer at discovery, you know, don't be afraid, you know, walk, walk up to me, say hi, you know, I'm just, yeah, I'm just happen to be a guy that has won a couple of tournaments. No, <laughs> no be more deal. than, be more than a couple, but yeah, it's, um, that is where we need to go. 
and let these let people know, hey, we're here letting you know right now. Come to this event. You will definitely enjoy yourself. You'll probably see a side of this sport that you never thought existed or never knew existed. Right. Um, and everybody just like Ken, almost every one of these anglers is so approachable. If you see them at your, you know, fueling up at a gas station, understand they're probably getting ready to go fishing, so they don't have a ton of time. But don't feel afraid to walk up to anybody and say hey and say hi and say, man, I hope you do well out there, whatever, you know, ask a questions, that sort of thing. Because that's what this, that's what we do differently than every other sport out here right now. We're just super approachable people. Um, and they're, you know, ask the question you got to ask. <laughs> so, and come out to the event. So, Ken, we're, we, you know, we're, we're plumb way out of time, but <laughs> I'll like this talk. That's I know. And and that's why I called you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, because as an ambassador for this sport, you are a very, very big player. So yeah. no, I appreciate um, that. I appreciate the opportunity. You know, yeah. I'm I've been looking forward to uh, this event. You know, this event has been very distracting to me personally. Yeah. Ever since they announced it. No, it really has been. Yeah. Um, you know, in a good way. You know, mm -hmm. that that, you know, so I'm I'm really looking forward to to this event. I'm really looking forward to to uh you know, the MLF event, the last MLF event is the week after uh, the Western Bass shootout. Okay. So, uh, you know, people are out there and they're on the fence uh, about getting into that. You know, Alan, Alan Gray is, and his team, Sal, you know, tremendous. Though The dates of the uh, Toyota is the April 19th, 20th, and 21st. Okay. You know, so uh, if anybody's on the fence or, you know, you want to fish co-angler or, you you know, if you even want to fish pro, you know, jump in, get on MajorLeagueFishing.com and, uh, you know, get in that event. It's going to be a absolute, you know, just like the shootout. It, I, I, I literally could see, you know, it taking 75 pounds or more to win both of those events. Wow. Well, you've heard it right there from Ken Ma himself. He's going to have 96 pounds. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, Dan, uh, we're going to wrap it up. But thanks, right. man. I appreciate you every yep. time. And uh, everybody, I'm not sure how I'm going to format this show. But we got, we're got we going to have Jeremy DeHart on here, too, talking about the event and get you guys out there. So, Ken, thanks again. And right, we'll talk to you all later. Thank you.